0: bench podcast episode number six thank you all of you for tuning in and i hope you all are having a great day remember if you have any questions i will answer them at the end of each episode make sure to send them in to either the instagram account at off the bench podcast comment them on the youtube channel off the bench podcast or email them to off the bench podcast 34 at gmail.com all right let's take a look at week 13 of the nfl Teams on the bye week were the Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, and Commanders. Thursday night, the Ram, the Raiders, excuse me, were at the Rams. This was a very exciting game. Right at the end, the Rams pull off the win, 17 to 16. Baker Mayfield in his first start with the new Rams, less than 48 hours on the team, leads a 98-yard touchdown drive with no timeouts to win the game, which is crazy. This is crazy. This game had the same ending and score as the Monday night game before with the Bucs and the Saints. Same situation for Tom Brady, same situation for Baker. And Baker showed up. He had 230 yards and the touchdown, which was the game winner. Leading receiver without Cooper Cobb, without Allen Robinson. Ben Skoranek, seven receptions, 89 yards. He also had that incredible catch, which was crucial to the game winning drive. The Raiders, this is their seventh loss this year within one possession. Very tough for them. And the Rams finally end their six-game losing streak. I know Sean McVay is very happy right now. Moving on to Sunday, Jets at the Bills. This is a tough one as a Jets fan, but I got to give credit to the Bills. They're a great football team. The Bills went 20-12. The games did start off slow. The first 10 combined drives were all punts. Pretty boring to watch in the beginning. As of now, this does knock the Jets out of the wild card. They are still looking to sneak in. They have some the big upcoming games. The last four games are very important for them. Josh Allen threw for 147 yards and a touchdown. He also ran for 47 and another touchdown. Zonovan Knight for the Jets. Bam, as they call him. 17 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. He is a very explosive runner. We all have seen that. I think he has a great future ahead of him with the Jets. However, on the defensive end, Quinnen Williams did leave the game with a leg injury. That really hurt the Jets on defense as the game went forward. Mike White was hurt two times, taking big shots. After throwing passes, he is being evaluated for a rib injury, but Mike's a dog. I think he's going to play next week against the Lions. Browns at the Bengals, divisional game. Bengals went 23-10 for their fifth straight win. Burrow played great, 239 yards, two touchdowns. He threw one pick. T. Higgins only played one snap. He did leave with a hamstring injury, and Tyler Boyd dislocated his finger during the game. So that left the one and only Jamar Chase, who stepped up. On 15 targets, I believe he had 10 receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown. He stepped up big for them. Nick Chubb was only held to 34 rushing yards and 14 carries. The Bengals' defense did their job. And Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Browns, 8 receptions and 114 yards. Pretty good game for him. Sean's starting to get back into the swing of things. He's not there yet. Maybe he'll be back next week. We'll see what happens. Texans at the Cowboys. The Cowboys open up as... 17 and a half point favorites, I believe, and they barely beat them on a game-winning drive, 27-23. to 23. Zeke punched in the touchdown with 41 seconds left. Tony Pollard did have a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. He continues to be versatile for the Cowboys. That's really great for them. Damian Pierce, 28, 22 carries, 78 yards and a touchdown. He left the game with an ankle injury. The Texans were able to hang on all game. This wasn't really a great look for the Cowboys. Struggling against the one-win Texans, not a good look. Vikings at the Lions, NFC North divisional game, huge game. And the Lions, the Red Hot Lions, win 34-23 with Jared Goff throwing 330 yards and three touchdowns. Nine different receivers caught balls from him. Although Kirk, Kirk had a great game, 425 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, he broke the Vikings single game receiving record. 11 catches, 223 yards for him. Big game. However, they couldn't step up on the defensive end. Lions... With a few trick plays, especially the one at the end of uh, Sewell, their offensive lineman, with that crucial catch to end the game. Lions playoff hopes are still alive. They are hot right now. They've won five out of six. They're looking to sneak in. They play the Jets next week. That's a big game for both teams. Jaguars of the Titans. Jaguars win 36-22. Trevor Lawrence looked great. 368 yards and three touchdowns. Two of them to Evan Ingram. Big game for him, Mr. Tight End. 11 catches, 162 yards, 2 touchdowns. Derrick Henry, he played good. 17 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. However, he had 2 fumbles. On the other side, uh, for the Jacksonville offense, it was a quiet day for Travis Etienne. However, Jacksonville scored 29 unanswered points, which spanned from the beginning of the second quarter to the beginning of the fourth. That is the reason why they won. Next, Eagles at the Giants, a big game in the NFC East. Regarding the Giants' playoff hopes and... They did not play great. The Eagles win 48-22. to Jalen Hurts, 217 yards, two touchdowns, along with 77 rushing yards and another touchdown. He has put the team on his back. He's a beast. Miles Sanders, he's also a beast. 17 carries, 144 yards, and two touchdowns. Had one on the opening drive and a long 40-yard rush. That was great for him. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both caught touchdowns. It was a bad day for the Giants on the offensive end regarding Saquon. Nine carries, 28 yards. However, he did leave the game, I believe, with a neck injury. That's been bothering him for a good amount of time. Daniel Jones threw a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown, but this loss does hurt the Giants' playoff hopes. They need to keep winning if they want to stay in the hu- or not stay in the hunt, but stay in the wildcard projection for now. Next, the Ravens at the Steelers without Lamar. The Ravens pull off the win 16-14. Kenny Pickett, he left the first quarter with concussion symptoms. It's not great for Pittsburgh, especially we saw in that game. We had Mitch Trubisky throw for three picks. Not good for Steelers. However, for Baltimore, Tyler Huntley left the game with a concussion. So now they're down to their third-string quarterback. Honestly, I don't even know who he is. I don't know his name. But not looking super hot for them if they want to hold on to the AFC North, especially with the red-hot Bengals. J.K. Domins did step up in, I believe, his first game back from IR. 15 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Tucker hit three field goals, and yeah, the Ravens they got a they got some work to do if they want to stay up top the the AFC North. Next, Chiefs Chiefs at the Broncos, AFC West divisional game. The Chiefs win 34 to 28. Russell Wilson, he was playing great up until he left the game in the third quarter. He took a big hit. With con- He does have concussion symptoms. We'll see if he plays next week. However, the Chiefs were up 27 to nothing in the th- second quarter, and the Broncos came back, but the Chiefs held on. That's mainly part to Patrick Mahomes throwing three picks. On the other hand, he had 352 yards, three touchdowns. Two of them to Jarek McKinnon. Who had 7 catches for 112 yards with the 2 touchdowns. Juju had 9 catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Russell Wilson up until that point, 247 yards, 3 touchdowns, 1 pick. All 3 touchdowns to Jerry Judy. Congrats to him. You had a great game, Judy. Stepping up when Sutton's down. You're proving yourself. I'm I'm proud of Judy. I've always loved Judy as a player. I'm, I was happy to see him play really good. But the Broncos, they couldn't get anything going on the ground. I mean, we talked about it before they released Melvin Gordon. Now you have Latavius Murray Mike Boone on the ground for them. I don't you're not going to expect great results. But we'll see if Russ plays next game. I mean, I don't the Broncos really aren't fighting for anything right now. Really, the only thing they're fighting for is for the Seahawks not to have a high pick in the draft. That's really it. Next, Buccaneers of the 49ers. Brock Purdy Show, the 49ers went 35-7. Purdy threw for 185 yards, two touchdowns, and he ran in a touchdown. CMC with a big game, 119 rushing yards, a touchdown, and he had 34 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Debo also ran in a touchdown, but he left the game with an ankle injury. A lot of people have been criticizing what the 49ers have been doing, running him up the middle. That's not usually going to end up well with receivers taking on the role running back. However, I love Debo. Being a versatile player, but again, you you don't want to risk an injury for one, arguably one of your best players. Tom Brady, 253 yards, a touchdown, two picks. I mean, the Bucs, really, they couldn't get anything going. But they did score that last touchdown with three minutes left in the game to avoid the shutout. Panthers at Seahawks. The Panthers win 30-24. to Sammy Darnold, former New York Jet, now Panther, 120 yards and a touchdown. Not a super game for him, but... You play average, the the rest of the Panthers, they did their jobs. Chuba Hubbard, 74 rushing yards and a touchdown. For the Seahawks, Kenneth Walker, he didn't play with that injury. Geno Smith, 264 passing yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Weren't great. They had 46 team rushing yards on the ground. You could see how big of an impact Kenneth Walker had. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett all caught touchdowns and. Throughout this game, the Seahawks couldn't get over that hump. The Panthers, Panthers would score, Seahawks would score. They just they couldn't get over that six- or seven-point hump. Then the Sunday night game, this one was exciting. Dolphins at the Chargers. They had the over-under at 54. We all thought it was going to be a shootout. Not quite, but still an exciting game. Chargers win 23-17. Justin Herbert shined with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back. He threw for 367 yards and one touchdown. Mike Williams caught six- Six passes, 116 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek, four catches, 81 yards and a touchdown. And he also had that crazy fumble recovery touchdown. That was very impressive. Switching the field and just turning on the Jets. Cheetah. Tua, 10 for 28. Not a great game. 145 yards and a touchdown. And as of right now, with that win, the Chargers sneak into the wild card and they're looking to hold on to that spot as the season comes to an end. And then Monday night... Patriots were at the Cardinals. The Patriots went 27 13 and they shut out the Cardinals in the second half. Why? Because Kyler Murray, on the third play of the game, he ran the ball and then went down, non contact injury, grabbing his knee. He was in pain. He had to get carted off on the cart, towel over his head. He looked like he was crying. I feel bad for the guy. We find out today, today's Tuesday, December 13th, when I'm recording this, that he has a torn ACL. He's done for the year. Who knows about next year? It's going to be a long road for recovery. We wish him the best and a speedy recovery for Kyler. Also for the Patriots, Armandre Stevenson left the game with an injury. He's questionable to play next week. We'll see what happens there. The Pats D stepped up, taking, I guess you could say, taking advantage of Colt McCoy. They had one interception and a fumble recovery touchdown. Sacked Colt McCoy six times. A lot of those sacks coming in the end to really seal the game off. And Mac Jones played good, but, again, we saw on the sideline, he was frustrated with the play calls again with Matt Patricia. We'll see if little Bill Belichick will decide to make any changes at the end of this year. I don't know. Well, I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Why is Matt Patricia calling plays? He was the defensive coordinator back before he went to Detroit for New England when Tom Brady was there. Then he got the head coaching job in Detroit. He was terrible. They fired him. Obviously, he was bad. And then he comes back to... Billy Belichick, now he's calling plays. I I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. All right, moving on to the fantasy performers. Before I start with that, I just want to say congrats to all the teams, all of you guys who made the playoffs in your fantasy leagues. It was a hard, tough season, and now time to win some money. So congrats to all you who made the playoffs. In the quarterback area, Trevor Lawrence led the group with 33.42 PPR points, Jalen Hurts followed with 30.38, Jared Goff 26.1, Russell Wilson 25.28, I think this is his best game so far this year, and then he didn't even finish the game, and then Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cuzzo, I don't even know, are we calling him Kirk Cuzzo anymore, who knows, 25.0, in the running back category, Jarek McKinnon, he had those two big receiving touchdowns, that puts him up to 32.4. CMC with 29.3, Miles Sanders with 28.5, Austin Eckler, 24.4. I feel like he's always up here putting up great, consistent numbers. James Conner, 23.4, Tony Pollard, 22.2, and King Derrick Henry, 20.5. In the wide receiver category, we had Justin Jefferson leading the crew, tied with Jerry Judy, actually, for 33.3. Then you had Justin Jefferson's LSU Right-hand man Jamar Chase with 28.5. Sorry, need some water. Tyree Kill with 24.2. Mike Williams with 23.6. In the tight end category, Evan Ingram with a monster 39.2. Great game from him. Followed by David Njoku with 18.7. And then for the Tennessee Titans, I'm going to try to say this right. Chigoziem Okonkwo with 18.5. Onto the defenses. We've had the Patriots, who have been great all year, with 19. The Chiefs with 15. And then the Bills, Ravens, and the Jaguars, all with 11. And then for the kickers, you had Kaimi Fairbarn for the Texans with 16. Riley Patterson with 13. Eddie Pinheiro of the Carolina Panthers with 13. Daniel Carlson, he's been playing great the whole year with 12. And Jake Elliott of the Philadelphia Eagles with 12 as well. All right, on to the news, predictions, and hot takes segment of the show. As mentioned before, after this week, there are now three quarterbacks in concussion protocol. You have Tyler Huntley, who's the backup to Lamar for the Ravens. You have Kenny Pickett of the Steelers and Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos Broncos country <clears throat> not riding right now <coughs> excuse me oh over in Atlanta big QB change there they named Desmond Ritter their starter over Mariota we heard today Mariota is very frustrated <clears throat> causing some drama in the Falcons locker room this is not what they need right now they're they're trying to win the division they're only a game back from the Buccaneers who haven't been playing great so maybe the Desmond Ritter change will help them. I don't know we haven't seen him yet this year so we'll see how that goes. Damian Pierce, he left the game with an ankle injury against the Cowboys. He will now miss one to three games with that injury. I mean, regarding for, th- for the Texans, I mean, obviously injuries aren't good, but for the Texans' uh, future for the rest of this year, it's not a huge deal. They pretty much have the first pick secured. I think they should let him rest for the rest of the year so they don't risk another injury. We've seen how good he's been playing <clears throat> when healthy. And they're not really playing for anything right now except the first pick, so... Me personally, I would not risk another injury. I'd save him for next year and have a great year next year. The Bills signed Cole Beasley. He was there before. He most recently played with Tampa when they had their wide receiver injuries. Now he's back with Buffalo. He's looking to help them in their... uh, They're going to make the playoffs. He's looking to help them in their playoff run this year. Another wide receiver signing, the Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton. Everyone thought they were going to sign Odell, but they said... Odell's not looking too great, so they signed T.Y. Hilton. They're looking for the wide receiver to come in and make one or two big plays a game. and I guess in the workout, he looked great, so they decided he was the guy, so congrats to T.Y. Travis Kelsey broke a 1,000 receiving yards for the seventh straight year with this amazing stat. Could you argue that he's the greatest tight end of all time? <clears throat> That's a great <clears throat> argument to have. Excuse me. You have Gronk, you have Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. A lot of great tight ends. A great argument to argue who's the best. A lot of great names. Not really, this really doesn't fit the category. I guess it's a question, but it's a a question that I've seen circulating a lot online is regarding Kyler's injury and Cliff Kingsbury's job. Because a lot of people, me, myself, are saying that he's on the hot seat especially this year, probably going to fire him after this year. But now <clears throat> with Kyler, <clears throat> with Kyler's torn ACL, is that could he use it as leverage maybe uh, to keep his job? Because obviously without him, the Cardinals aren't going to win any games with Colt McCoy. We saw it against the Patriots. Uh, but I would not be surprised if the Cardinals clean the house after this year. They need, they need some work to do there. All right, here's the first prediction. I predict that the Bucs will not win the NFC South and therefore miss the playoffs. They're sitting at 6-7 right now. TB12, the GOAT, hasn't been playing great this year. Maybe he'll want out after this year. I wouldn't be surprised. Both the Panthers and the Falcons are 5-8, both one game behind the lead of the NFC South. Panthers are on a two-game win streak, looking to extend it to three, and the Falcons just made the QB change. Who knows how that will affect them? But the Bucs do play the Falcons and the Panthers in their last two games of the regular season. Those games are going to be crucial to decide who wins the NFC South and goes to the playoffs. And right now, the Bucks' playoff hopes aren't looking great with how they've been playing. All right, now it's time for the hot take of the week. This one for this week is, I believe, that the Titans, either after this year or next year, will trade Ryan Tannehill. Here's why. I say either this year or next year because he still has two years on his contract. If they let the two years go, they could let him walk and they'll get nothing in return, which, I mean, I really wouldn't want to do that. If you're going to want to get rid of him, at least get something in return. The Titans, I mean, they have been good, but they haven't been able to get over that playoff hump. They've been a playoff team for a majority of the time, but they they haven't been able to take that next step to be true Super Bowl contenders. They do they did draft Malik Willis, who has some upside to him. I mean, in the games this year, he's been running a lot. He's gotta get to, he's gotta throw the ball more. But also Derrick Henry, who knows how many years he has left in him. He's always been playing great. And I mean, you have Derrick Henry, you wanna you wanna win. You wanna potentially win Super Bowls. So maybe trading Ryan Tannehill and putting your hope in Malik Willis is the right way. And I don't think a rebuild for the Titans isn't the worst thing. I think it would be for the better. All right. Now for the predictions for week 15. We do have games on Saturdays, but first we'll start off Thursday. Divisional game in the NFC West. 49ers at the Seahawks. Seahawks just struggled versus the Panthers. Kenneth Walker is questionable to play. I think he will play. But the 49ers do have the best defense in the league. I believe in Mr. Irrelevant seventh-round pick Brock Purdy. I'm taking the 49ers in this one. Saturday, we have three games. They're all going to be on NFL Network, which sucks for the people that don't have it. They're not going to be able to watch the games, but you take that complaint to the NFL. First game, Colts at the Vikings. Matt Ryan will still start. That's what the Colts have said. Vikings are coming off a loss to the Red Hot Lions. I love the Lions, how they're playing right now. I love the culture they got. I'm glad they beat the Vikings. JT could have a big game versus the Vikings, but I do believe Justin Jefferson will continue his dominance in the win versus the Colts. I'm taking the Vikings. Next, the Ravens at the Browns, another divisional game. Tyler Huntley is in concussion protocol; he's questionable to play. The Ravens barely beat the Steelers with Mitch Trubisky; he stinks. And the Browns are at home. This is going to be a Nick Chubb bounce-back game. Deshaun in his third game back; he's I think he's going to play a lot better. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. And then to end Saturday with the Dolphins at the Bills, a big divisional game in the AFC East. The Bills are in first place. The Dolphins are two games back from them sitting in second. Josh Allen, you have him. He's the whole Buffalo offense. He's the leading, obviously the leading passer, and he's the leading rusher too. Tua has been playing all right, but not great. And because of this, I'm taking the Bills. Moving on to Sunday, <clears throat> first game, Eagles at the Bears. The Eagles have already clinched playoff spot. They're the best team in football right now, obviously. The Bears are coming off a bye. The Eagles are looking unstoppable right now. I'm going to pick the Eagles, and I'm going to pick them to win by at least 25 points against a poor Bears defense. Falcons at the Saints. We're going to see Desmond Ritter start for the first time. The Saints are coming off of a bye, and we saw two weeks ago they sold the game to the Buccaneers. They're up 16-3, ended up losing on that last drive to tom brady it will be interesting to see though with this quarterback change for atlanta if they will run as much and olave i think could have a potentially big game i'm taking the saints lions at the jets this one this this ladies and gentlemen this is going to be a great game you got two teams competing for wild card spots the lions are red hot right now i was watching the pat mcafee show they're loving the red hot lions i love them too Mike White should play. He's a dog. I think he's going to play. This will be a close game, but I'm taking the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets in this one. Next, Steelers at the Panthers. Kenny Pickett, who knows if he'll play. This is his second concussion of the year, but I don't know with Mitch. I don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback. On the other hand, Sam Darnold has been playing average for the Panthers. But we've seen as he plays average, the Panthers win games in this two-game win streak. I do think this will be a low-scoring game, but I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. Next are the Cowboys at the Jaguars. We saw last week the Cowboys barely beat the Texans. And the Jaguars took care of business versus the Titans. But I was listening to Skip and Shannon Undisputed earlier. Skip was arguing... He's a big Cowboys fan. The Cowboys have their eyes on the Eagles game on Christmas Eve. That's why they dropped the game of the Texans. I I don't know. He could be full of crap, Skip. He usually is. I do love the guy, though. And last week, they did have zero sacks against the Texans, which is not good. A good look for them. But I do believe the boys from Dallas will take care of business. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Next, Chiefs at the Texans. Last week, Mahomes threw three picks. The Texans were able to hang in with the Cowboys. But I do think Mahomes will have a big game. The Chiefs will dominate the Texans in this game. I'm taking the Chiefs. Cardinals at the Broncos. Before Kyler got hurt, the Cardinals were one-point favorites in this game. Now they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs, I believe. Russ is in concussion protocol. Who knows if he'll play. The Cardinals have allowed six sacks. They allowed six sacks versus the Pats. Their line couldn't protect Colt McCoy. He He can't really escape the pocket. He doesn't have that speed that Kyler does. I think who I, if I'm picking the Broncos in this game, and they're going to win because of their defense. Their defense will be able to get to Colt McCoy and harass him in this game. Next, Patriots at the Raiders. This game was supposed to be Sunday night, but they switched it with Giants and Commanders, and I can understand why. I'm happy that they did. I, don't, I wouldn't want to watch these two teams play on Sunday, but Darren Waller could return from IR, which is big for Derek Carr, giving him another good target. The main focus of this game will be the Raiders' offense versus the great Patriots' defense. I do think this will also be low scoring. I'm going to take the Raiders. The Titans at the Chargers. Herbert, we saw last week, he thrives when he has Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both playing. However, their Chargers' run defense is very mediocre. Derek Henry could have a huge game. Uh, regarding fantasy, Tyler, if you're listening, I don't want him to have a big game. I got to play him in the first round, but he could have a big game. And the Titans' passing game hasn't been great, but I, and because of that, I'm gonna take the Chargers. Next, Bengals at the Buccaneers. I mean, the Bengals—they're hot, five straight wins. The Bucs have struggled all year. However, T. Uh, Higgins and Tyler Boyd are questionable to play, but the run, Bucks' run game has not been great. I'm gonna take the Bengals to get their sixth straight win, and the Buccaneers to drop to six and eight. And then Sunday night, big NFC East game: Giants and Commanders. Carson Wentz is healthy, but uh, Ron Rivera came out and said, Tyler Heineke will start, which I agree with. I think we all agree. We've seen how good he's been. Saquon has his lingering neck injury. I don't know if he's questionable to play this week. I haven't really, I didn't look at that. But either way, him having that lingering injury does affect the Giants offense. And this is obviously a huge game for the nfc wild card race i'm gonna take the commanders at home and then monday night rams at the packers we saw big baker mayfield come up clutch last week <clears throat> the packers are coming off a bye christian watson is hot right now he's scored a lot of touchdowns in these last few games we're gonna see the coaching battle of sean McVay and michael LaFleur, who both coached together in washington now they went their separate ways and their head coaches for their respective teams but i'm gonna take the rams on the road at green bay All right, now we're going to move on to the picks of the week. First pick is I'm going to take the Bengals, minus three, versus the Bucks. I I think the Bengals are going to beat them pretty good. I think minus three is very – it's not generous, but I think it's almost free. I mean, is it free? We'll see Sunday, but I'm going to take that. Next, uh, I'm going to take the Chargers money line versus the Titans. Right now they have a minus at minus 155. I think those are pretty good odds for a team – When they have their healthy wide receivers, Justin Herbert thrives. Take the Chargers money line. And then the final pick, this is in the Raiders versus the Patriots game. They do have the Patriots favored on the road, minus one. Take the Raiders plus one on the road. I love that pick. Raiders plus one versus the Patriots. All right, now we're moving on to the question segment. We have three great questions. Thank you to those people who submitted these questions. First question. Do you think all the teams in the NFC East will make the playoffs? So as of right now, looking at the playoff picture, all the teams will make the playoffs. The Eagles have already clinched the playoffs. The Cowboys are almost guaranteed to make the playoffs. However, the Giants and the Commanders are sitting in the wild the bottom the bottom two spots of the wild card right now. This Sunday night game is very important regarding the wild card, those two wild card spots. Because the other two teams on the bubble right now, you have Seattle and Detroit. Detroit's hot, red hot right now. They could sneak in at the end of the year. Same with Seattle if they decide to start winning games. So, I, yeah, they, I, I think they can. I think all of them will make it, but I would not be surprised if they don't. Second question, another good one. Overall, do you think the officiating is better, worse, or about the same as last year? Me personally, I think it's been pretty much the same aside from the roughing the passer calls this year. Those have been horrendous. They got to fix that at the end of this year. It's terrible. And other than that, I think the officiating hasn't been terrible. It's been pretty average. And then this third and final question. This We're going to go into great detail with this. Who do you think will be the first three picks in the NFL draft? Very great question. So as of right now, the current NFL mock draft, courtesy of Tankathon, Right now, the Texans are sitting at one, obviously, one win. They're they're sitting at number one. Number two is Seattle. No, this is not their own pick. This is the Broncos pick that they gave to Seattle in the Russell Wilson trade. And the Bears are sitting at third. So, for the Texans, I think they'll definitely go quarterback. Davis Mills is not the answer for them. They're either going to take Bryce Young at first, who I think should go first, or it could be C.J. Stroud. Would not be surprised if they go that route. All right, for the second pick, Seahawks, I think they could either go quarterback or defense or defensive player. I mean, they could either go Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever doesn't go first. They also have the options on defense of Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Bama, Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman from Georgia, and Miles Murphy, the edge rusher from Clemson. All three great options for the Seahawks to consider. The Bears at three, we know they will not go quarterback. They could also take three of the players mentioned above. Now I know this wasn't a part of the question but I'm going to talk about the 4th and the 5th pick because these two are very interesting. Right now the Lions are sitting at 4 with the Rams pick from the Matt Stafford trade. With how the Lions are looking right now, they are poised to be great next year and this pick could be really valuable for them and could really improve their team for next year if they're looking to make the obviously they're looking to make the playoffs if they will make the playoffs next year. And I could see them going for either offensive line or an edge rusher, one of the two mentioned above. I think now we're down to the fifth pick, who the Philadelphia Eagles own from the Saints. Now, a lot of details, so listen carefully. Eagles got this pick from the trade in last year's draft for the Saints. The Eagles last year traded the 16th overall and 19th overall and sixth round pick from the 2022. In exchange for the 18th pick in 2022, who they used to get A.J. Brown with the Titans, they also received from the Saints a third-round pick and a seventh-round pick from 2022. They got the Saints' first-round pick for this year and a second-round pick for next year. So great job to Howie Roseman of the Philadelphia Eagles GM. Great job, Howie. Sitting at five, I think the Eagles would definitely trade back because we saw, even last year, dropping down... I mean, they traded their two first-round picks, dropped down two spots to 18, and they got a lot in return. I think now sitting at five, they could get... A crap ton of picks and potentially maybe a few players out of that again credit to How- howie roseman hell of a gm finesse in the league i love to see it he's he's one of the best right now you could argue uh, um, J- Bias jets fan joe douglas solely based off of this year's draft i mean garrett wilson sauce gardner jermaine johnson all in the first round Brees hall in the second if he didn't get injured he's in the running for offensive rookie of the year and you've seen how grave an impact the rookies have made for the Jets already. Sauce Gardner, he's the clear frontrunner for Defensive Player of the Year. Garrett Wilson right now, hanging on to first for offensive, or sorry, Sauce is Defensive Rookie of the Year, not DPOY. That's pro- that's either going to Bosa or Michael Parsons. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce. Let me, I'm not trying, try not to get ahead of myself. Maybe that's for next year, Sauce. And then Garrett Wilson, Offensive Rookie of the Year, he's hanging on to that barely. Uh, And also, you could argue Brandon Bean for the Bills. Not really this year, but he was the one that made the Stefan Diggs trade with the Vikings, and we've seen how far that has come for them. And that has paid off tremendously so far for them. The Bills are Super Bowl bound, I believe. I think they can make it. It's either—it's between three teams. It's going to be the Chiefs, it's going to be the Bengals, or it's going to be the Bills competing in the Super Bowl this year with— who did I mention before? I said the Cowboys can make the Super Bowl. Eagles for sure. I don't know who else. Wow, those were great questions. Thank you to those who submitted them again. Remember, if you have questions for the next episode, make sure to DM the Instagram at Off the Bench Podcast, comment on the YouTube channel Off the Bench Podcast, or email them in to Off the Bench Podcast 34 at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. For next episode and the one after, we have special guests, so make sure to tune in for those. Again, thank you, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks again.